Is this thing on? Are you ready, Matt? You're listening to Box Office Avengers with Matt Diaz and Ernesto Santos. Good evening, folks. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you. We know each other. He's a friend from work. You know, Matt, we're going on a journey. <laughs> I feel like we're about to go on an epic adventure when we talk about this week's movie. I, I felt like I, I had a, uh, I felt like I had a better intro for that, but then I, <laughs> I decided to change it last minute. Matt made me feel self-conscious, so I changed. <laughs> the intro is fine. The no. intro was fine. It well, was fine. Guess what? They'll never know because <laughs> no, they're, they're never going to hear it. <laughs> That that, be, that is history. Under- it's that thing is now in the in the internet in the internet trash somewhere, <laughs> never to be seen again. Oh my god! Well, <laughs> as well as that last intro, we're gonna be going through a journey. We're gonna be diving into the past, like the movie did. Um, we're gonna be diving into our foreign film of the month. It's been a while since we've done one of these, uh, but we had a stacked March. With, with all the guests that we've had on the show, with all the Oscars coverage we've done the last couple of weeks. If you haven't seen any of those episodes, go back and listen to those if you haven't already. There's a lot of, a lot of good stuff there. A lot of good stuff. Uh, but now we're going to be diving into our foreign film of the month. Uh, uh, we're going all the way back to 2015, a movie that was eight years ago. Um, from a director that we, I guess, is now our, one of our favorite Indian directors, maybe? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, I, don't, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, back in 2015, uh, a movie called Bahubali, The Beginning, an Indian Telugu film, I think that's how you pronounce it, yeah. um, directed by S.S. Rajumali, uh, and then co-written by S.S. Rajumali, and Ernesto will say this one correctly. <laughs> Vijarendra Prasad. You, I, thought you. You were, I really thought you were going to do it. No. <laughs> no, I'm gonna butcher it. You know that. You know me so. You gotta well. at least try. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you did it so well the first time. I don't want to. I don't want to like. But you did it. Anyway, we'll we'll go on. with that. We'll go. Well, with yeah, that. we'll go with that. Um, if that name sounds familiar, S.S. Rajamali, it's because he is the director of R.R.R., one of our favorite movies from last year. Uh, it was a breakout hit, and we loved the film. And we thought, you know what? We do these foreign films of the months, right? And some of these stands out to us. Let's see what other films these directors have done. Very similar to Bong Joon-ho when we directed his line of work. Mm-hmm. And now we, over on Netflix, he's done a two-part epic. Bahubali the Beginning is part one. And then Bahubali the Conclusion is part two. But we are here today in this podcast to see, was the movie good enough for Nesto that we, in the future, will review the conclusion, part two? Mm. That is where you have to stick around for, ladies and gentlemen. But well, they don't have to stick around. They could just go. Th- oh, that's true. They can go right to the description and go like, you know what? Let's go listen to the movie. Boop. Go right to that timestamp. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hope everyone who does, uses the timestamp use boop. They just yeah. say that out loud. Like, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> hey, and then now you're here. And now you're there. And now, now you're here. <laughs> um, but yes, but if you if you decide to listen to the whole uh, whole show, we thank you. 
And as always, we're going to start with a little bit of entertainment news. As we do always, we're going to be diving into what you're watching. And of course, the Bahu Bali, the beginning review later on in the show. But we are first going to be diving into the news. And let's get started with something pretty cool. I think this is pretty cool news, Ernesto. You brought this to my attention, the little research. I like this a lot. Mm. Amazon Prime Video just debuted a new feature to the streaming service called Dialogue Boost, which allows users to increase the volume of dialogue in comparison to the background music and other effects. Dialogue Boost analysis, I'm sorry, Dialogue Boost analyzes the original audio in a movie or series and identifies point where dialogue may be hard to hear. Then speech patterns are isolated and audio is enhanced to make the dialogue clearer this feature was initially created to support customers who are hard of hearing but is available to all who like to quiet down the background noise this feature is now available worldwide on select amazon original movies and tv shows amazon said it will add dialogue boost support for additional titles this year we need this we've all we've always needed this i feel like that i feel like that's a that's feel like that's an issue that not too many people talk about because yes. sometimes it sometimes that's when you need the subtitles but then yes. who who is that on like but who where where is the issue lie is that from the editor is that from when it was upload whatever was sent to amazon is that the com- something to do with the compression is that something to do with how somebody's tv set up like i wonder if there's so many contributing factors that could be to that i'm just so glad that we have this but it's like hey man that thing you can't enjoy we got you like <laughs> but that needs to be for everybody like that's yeah. that's such a common issue on so many different things and if i'm not mistaken i think blu-rays have the you know the hard of ear the hard of hearing feature that mm. it does do that so now maybe streaming services are now getting involved in this i like this a lot i i like there was a movie the other day that i watched that for some reason and i don't know why i was playing with the volume control the and this was on hulu yeah. and i was playing with the volume control the entire time because when they played music it blasted my speakers yeah but because the dialogue was so low and to your point is it is it is it the streaming service? Is it my stereo? Was it the way that it was edited? Was that intended to be that way? It's like it, it just turns into this frustrating mess. It's like you know what? It's like it could be so many different this. things. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to watch the movie anymore. Yeah, or you you keep it at a level where like the di- like the dialogue you can barely hear, but you don't want to blast your speakers when the music comes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fun journey to have. Um, but yeah, this is a cool feature. So if you have Amazon Prime and you think you want to quiet down the background noise, which I feel like you're absolutely right. That's what the use of subtitles for, because sometimes you just can't hear it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but if you have Amazon Prime, this is a new feature. And hopefully if it's not already implemented in a streaming service, hopefully Disney Plus, HBO Max, now about to be called Max. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I have to get used to that. Uh, uh, Netflix, you know, Hulu apparently needs it the most. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Uh, Hulu, get get, get on that, okay? Um, Apple TV, we're doing just fine there. They've been crystal clear this whole time. (laughs) Um, More praise for Apple TV Plus. Always. Uh, But yeah, yes, uh, new feature going to Amazon Prime if you have that. Um, Moving on. (sighs) Okay. Like a this, Twilight. This is, are you ready for this one? Are you? Go ahead. 
A Twilight series adaptation is in the very early development at Lionsgate TV. Because I'm sure this has nothing to do with the Harry Potter TV series that's being adapted over at Warner Brothers right now. Nothing to do with that. I can't imagine it has any similarities. The timing is impeccable on this. The series will be based on the Stephanie Meyer book series of the same name, which was previously adapted into a film franchise comprised of five films, Ernesto. Meyer is expected to be involved, uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, Sunid Daly, Tell Me Lies, The Walking Dead, World Beyond, and uh, Raised by Wolves writer, is attached to write the script and is working with Lionsgate TV to determine what the specific take will be and if it will be a remake of, of Meyer's books or a different offshoot. Ernesto, I think I've already expressed my feelings about it. How do you feel about a Twilight TV series? But it sounds like they don't even like they just want to do they just want to explore the Twilight universe. Like they yes. don't that just says like we don't know we don't even know what we want to do. We yes. know we're going to do a TV series. We know it's going to be Twilight. And that's all that, and that's all we know right now. We, cause we that's don't all know, we got. We don't know who's coming back. We don't know if anybody's <laughs> coming back. Are we going to re are we going to do exactly what they're going to do? Are we going to retell our our movies as TV series because that's what it sh- should have been the whole time. That's fair, maybe. Like, um, but th- this further goes ag- goes along my point here is that I feel like you're just coasting off of the Harry Potter story, and I feel like this isn't the first time Twilight has done this because I remember back when the movies were coming out and Harry Potter was like, "Hey, our finale is going to be in two parts," and then Twilight was like, "Oh, wait a minute." Our final book adaptation is going to be in two parts now. It's like, oh, really, Twilight? That really needs to be in two parts? Oh, okay. (laughs) And then Hunger Games. Hey, the final book is in two parts. Really, Hunger Games? You need that? I wonder where you got that idea from. (laughs) Divergent was the same way. And guess what? That fourth movie never came out. (laughs) (laughs) We never got the end of the story. (laughs) No. Sorry, kids. <laughs> they went that deep. That's sad. They went three. Well, that was three movies, wasn't it? Three. I think it was based off. I don't know how many books there are, but I think there were three books. And they said that they were going to make the third book into two parts. And they never released the fourth movie. <laughs> Hold on. This is the Divergent. This yeah. Is Divergent book. With uh, Sh- uh, Sherry Whitley. Shirley Whitley? Sherry? Shirley? One of the S's? All right. So there's Divergent. Okay. All right, hold on. Hold on. The Divergent, Insurgent, Allegiant. So there's only three books. There's That's only it. Three okay. Books. So yeah. So then Divergent, we're Divergent. Gonna... Now let's see the movie series. No, that last one was was definitely cut. There's Divergent and Allegiant. They did. They never did the third. There's a TV series apparently. No, there is. There were three movies. Uh, Divergent, or it's listed as a Divergent series. So is it just? Oh, the oh yeah, the Divergent series, Insurgent. So now they they gave it an extra title. <laughs> but I, uh, 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 what's her name? Shailene. And that's uh, Woodley. Um, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure there were three movies. Uh, okay, that's Insurgent. Were there only two? Divergent? 
I thought I, 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 oh no, yeah. Legion. Here it is. Yeah, yes, it's right. And then they they dropped the Divergent series. So it was two so, movies, Divergent and Allegiant. They only did the first. No, no, two no, books. no, no. Three three movies. There were three movies. It was Divergent in 2014, the Divergent series Insurgent in 2015, and then Allegiant in 2016. And if I remember correctly, that was supposed to be the. Uh... Oh no! Well, they have the Divergent series in the in the poster. I don't know. At, at this point, I think we've exhausted this conversation. I don't know uh, anymore. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I do remember there being a fourth one to wrap it all up, or fourth movie, I should say, and it it did not did not work out for them. They have that other book, the other Twilight book. The um, it's <sighs> there was another Twilight book. Yeah, it's like not in the. The short life, the short second life of Brie, I think is what it's called. Oh. Here, it's come on. the short second life of Brie Tanner and Eclipse Novella Twilight Saga. Oh, okay. Maybe they could adapt that. I'll be okay with that, to be honest with you. Brie Tanner, a self-described vampire nerd first introduced in Eclipse, lives in terror in a coven of newborn vampires. She is a member of Victoria's Vampire Army. As that army closes in on Bella Swan and the Cullen, she finds her first friend and discovers the truth about daylight. While fans may know how it ends, because there's a scene that includes her in the movie, they don't mm. yet have the full story of Bree's tale of danger, mystery, and romance is one for the books. So, okay, that's something that would be something I would be on board for because it has, but but, but that doesn't, it's that maybe that doesn't maybe a mini series maybe like a six a six episode mini series about that sure you know what i would be perfectly fine let's give that a shot you know it doesn't really have to tie to the movies it can be its own thing let's get that a go first before we just redo the same books over again and it doesn't I, shit I, on the original <laughs> exactly and i mean the people have been doing that for years but there are a fan base out there for those movies and they can have that i'm perfectly fine with that um i'm just i i am tired and, and this only been happened twice now. Please, this is not the direction we should be going in. I do not want TV versions of of stuff we've already had. But like, is give there me, not I'm... other books? Why can't they go to the bookstore and find another book? <laughs> like, like instead of rehashing all this other shit, like somebody walk into a fucking Barnes and Nobles and just pick a book, pick a book, read Any the book. book, and if you like that book, then make that one a TV show. Like let's, yeah, like let's, let's just do there. that. Like there's so many other stories that they could be telling. You see, Maze Runner, I feel like did it right. I feel like that's an underrated book tr- trilogy. I, I that... actually enjoy those movies. They were, they were, they fine. were fine. Yeah, yeah, they were fine. I feel like in the midst of everything else, they kind of just flew under the radar. It's like we did our three and we're good. We're out. Um, they there was some, there was it. some drama surrounding production though. I do remember that. You're, I think he got injured. Yeah, um, that's right. D- Dylan O'Brien got injured in one of the, in one of them, and then they had to delay production. It was and, for the third one, I think. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, those movies were fine, yeah. and we and we fin- and we finished it off. Good for them. <laughs> they, they, I, they, they, they did, the, they did, they did what they were supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and now even with the Hunger Games, they're still giving us. They have the song Icebird and what I don't know what that's called. The Songbird of something. Songbird of uh, oh, the um, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. The next. Thank um... you. I don't know why I was gonna say Icebird. I, I for some reason that's the one I went with. See, but that makes sense. They're not yeah, shitting that... on the original movies. They're they're literally taking her next book and making it and continuing the story. Like that is fine. 
that yes, that is perfectly fine. fine. Perfectly fine. We don't need a TV version of the Hunger Games. Correct. Don't do. Please Just, do not sh- do that. If sh- I, you don't I, you, don't you don't you put that out there, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Ricky, and that's also Lionsgate too. Yes. Oh damn it. <laughs> I don't, I really don't want to come back next. I really do not want to come back next week and say there's a Lions there's there's a Hunger Games TV series in production at Lionsgate TV. Please do not make me read that. What about a Ricky Bobby TV series? I would love that. <laughs> I actually that. would like a like an early. Give me a young looking Will Ferrell. In the early days of and a, and a young looking John C. Riley, <laughs> and give you me know, the early days of Ricky Bobby. <laughs> you know what we need? We need Will Ferrell, but all of his classic characters. So like he's just playing himself. So it's the ballad of Ricky Bobby. But then when he turns on the news, it's Ron Burgundy. And so then when he, and then when Christmas comes around, there's an elf walking around New York. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the. <laughs> Uh, I'd watch it. The uh, Will Ferrell I, universe. You Will Ferrell universe? I love it. Oh my god. Alright. You see there we go. Now we're back on track. Now yeah. we're back to original ideas. Yeah, see? That All that's right. better than what they're putting That's out. better. You yeah. see, we, we could do it. If we yeah. could do it, people who get paid can do it too. Yeah. Alright. Uh moving on from that. Uh CinemaCon Ernesto. Twenty twenty three is happening. If you didn't know, I won't I don't blame you. Because it's I last year. It was pretty big. I remember like a lot of big announcements came out of CinemaCon last year. If you don't know what CinemaCon is, it's a convention for movie theater owners. And a lot of the big studios go out to Las Vegas and they basically pitch to the movie theaters that everything is going to be okay. All of our big releases are going to be in the theaters and... We have a great slate of movies, and they also give them um, like um, early previews to some movies. This year, they gave them last night actually at the time of this recording. They gave them a preview of The Flash, and it's been getting great reviews mm. from there. So well, I think uh, probably has 20... major plot points in the in the trailer. So definitely not watching that. Yeah, I, I feel like the biggest thing right now is that they've just been dropping trailers this whole week. Yeah, I know uh, Sony dropped the Equalizer three trailer. There's also the new Flash trailer that dropped. Paramount's going to be doing um, the new Transformers trailer. Uh, there was another one. I'm missing one. Uh, but yeah, trailers galore for sure. That's happening this week. But not a lot of big news except for this one that happened during the Sony Pictures panel that revealed that Craven the Hunter, starring Aaron Taylor Johnson, will be rated R, making it the studio's first rated R Marvel movie. Uh, the first teaser was shown exclusively to CinemaCon attendees, and at the very end of the footage, it revealed that the Rhino will be in the film, played by Alessandro Navala. You mm. see, I, I gave that a shot. I don't think that's correct, but I gave it a shot. I think you got it. Aless- um, Alessandro Nivola? Or Nivola, yeah. Uh, the film will be released in theaters October 6th, 2023. So it was... Uh, if you That actor, Alessandro, he hasn't... I feel like he's been in a lot. You know his face when you see him, but he was never really in a leading role. Mm. Um, at least in my head. I, don't, I haven't really seen anything big. But uh, I, I know his face. Trying to see if I've seen him in anything. He was in The Art of Self-Defense. He was a sensei. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, he was. Uh, American Hustle. What else? But definitely not a headliner. No, no. Yeah. He was in Jurassic Park 3. 
Oh, he was was he the the in Jurassic Park three? He was Billy Brennan. Oh, I knew I know he looked familiar. That's that's probably his biggest role. He was in Face Off as Pollux Troy. I don't remember. It's been no, forever. It's been forever yeah. since I've seen that movie. Yeah, it, I knew I, I knew he looked familiar. Jurassic Park three. Yeah, he played the kid. Not the kid, but he played the one that was stealing the eggs mm. in Jurassic Park three. Oh, okay, so now he's playing the rhino. I know he was cast. In the film, but his role was uh, a mystery until now. So Ernesto the Rhino in Craven the Hunter. I feel yeah. like that makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm here for it. But then what is? Is it gonna? Are we gonna? Is this gonna be all about Craven the Hunter? And then maybe it's gonna end with him wanting to go after him, or is it? Or is it? I, I don't remember. Is it? They are doing Craven's last last hunt. Is that what? Uh, that's not. The, the plot details are not confirmed. Um, I I did not read a description of what the trailer was that mm. was shown at CinemaCon, so I don't know what they saw. I just know that the headlines were two things. The Rhino's going to be in it, and it's going to be rated R. Um, and they did show a lot of gore in the in that trailer. So I'm here for it. I mean, Cra- I, I'm Craven, here for it, too. Craven is a badass villain. Craven's Last Hunt is a great storyline. I Honestly, I'm surprised Venom is not rated R. Maybe I mean, it, maybe that maybe that's what the problem is. Maybe those maybe those movies should be rated R. Maybe I, the I Venom movies should, should be. Rated, they should be rated R. Yeah. Um, speaking of Venom, however, uh, Juno Temple, Juno Juno Temple, known for playing Keely Jones on Ted Lasso, is in negotiations for a lead role in Sony and Marvel's Venom Three. Temple will star alongside Tom Hardy, who is returning to play the lethal protector Venom and its human host Eddie Brock, as well as co-returning. Uh, co- I'm sorry, as well as returning to co-write the story. Um, as previously reported, Kelly Marcel, writer behind Venom One and Two, Fifty Shades of Grey, Cuella, and Saving Mr. Banks, will be co-writing and making her directorial debut with Venom Three. Juno Juno Temple's role in the film is unknown at this time. Um, I like her as an actress. I think she can go toe to toe with Tom Hardy. Um, I think she'll be a good addition for sure. Um, sure. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just if that's I'm trying to that's yeah from uh, from uh, Ted Lasso. Ted, yeah, from Ted Lasso. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know. What it? I just it depends on what her role is going to be. Like that's, if they're releasing it like fair. this, she must be. She must have a major role in the film. It, it she's gonna a be a role. So is yeah, she gonna is, be? Is she gonna be the opposition? Like she could. She, she could. Well, be... she could play a few things. The villain, the girlfriend. Like I know Michelle Williams kind of played that role, but I don't know if she's coming back. Um. So. And I I also don't know where we go with this. I mean, we already had Carnage. So this is the third. Yeah, but they killed Carnage. Spoiler alert. I know he ate his yeah. head. Up. But that was in the <laughs> other. But that was in the other universe. Because oh, we, yeah. we've we're already getting these loose connections with Venom into the MCU. So is she gonna? Correct. Is this something that's gonna? She's being planted now to cross over, to possible possibly. <sighs> I mean, it also I, depends on what her role is gonna be. She could cross yeah. over the MCU. Like, why is this big news? That that's that's fair. I mean, big news is that she's a known actor. She's a known actress in a popular TV series, and uh, she's joining now a Marvel property. Uh, I I don't know who she's playing. 
like you said. But I think she has potential in Venom. I like her as an actress, so I can see her playing a role in Venom 3. Now, going with Venom 3 and Craven the Hunter, it all depends how they do it. And we've we said this before, especially with Morbius, which was a total dumpster fire. Mm. Um, like, what are we doing with this? Are we trying to play ball with the MCU? Are we trying to connect this? At this point, just stop trying and give us standalone movies. You know, I I don't I. You got to give me a reason to care, and I'm hoping one of these movies do. Yeah. Otherwise, like Craven the Hunter's next. Yeah. So you know, I would like to think that we are leading into something, or just commit. You know what? We're just not part of the MCU. We're doing our own thing. Okay. Then give us a good movie. Give us a good standalone movie. Or hey, we're gonna be part of the MCU. Okay. Then show us how. <laughs> like, Show us gonna, reasons. Is this going to be connected to the universe where with Madam Web? Like, is this part of that that bigger Sony universe? Right. Yeah. I feel like Madam Web will be the connected tissue to all of this. I'm assuming. Or maybe Spider Verse will. Well, that's actually a really good point. Spider Verse could it could be a lot of a connected tissue. Because what's because this one's across the Spider Verse, and what's the third one called? Isn't it called Beyond the Spider Verse mm. or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Beyond. Yeah. Mm. I would love. I would really, really love. If they pulled a Lego Movie and give us a few scenes in live action in Beyond the Spider Verse. Yeah. I. That would be pretty cool. I mean, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I mean, we've seen it so many times before. We know it can be done. I mean, what's the yes. next? I mean, they broke ground with that animation from the first one. Like, it just mm-hmm. makes, like, I don't know. It makes logical sense for the third one to be like that. Yeah. Or maybe, or even if we got a hint of it in the second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm perfectly down. I'm 100% down with all of that. And then even if you want to bring in any of the live-action Spider-Mans into the mix or any of the live-action anything into the mix... Uh, it would be really interesting to see how they continue off this series. But I know that this movie, among other movies this summer, we have a really great summer to look forward to. Mm. And Spider-Verse is the top of that list of anticipated movies for me. I mean, it's got a lot of it's got a lot of to to live up for with uh, yeah with it being in, in a you know the 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 winning animated movie for the year it came out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it, if people are going to be looking at it, like, is it going to win again next this time? Absolutely. I mean, it definitely has a, a really good shot. They said, if I'm not mistaken, they've used like 20 different animation styles, if not more, in this movie alone. I mean, so, it was like that for the first one, too. Like the animation yeah. in the first one is just incredible. Wow, it's so good. I, it's funny that I'm saying this, but like based just on alone from the animation style, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie looks pretty good. I'm actually, you know, it's funny you say that because I've seen the trailer in the theaters a few times. And at first I was like, well, whatever, because, you know, they've tried so many times. But that's one that they've they've tried so many times and it hasn't worked. Mm -hmm. But they've got a really good voice cast this time around. But the animation is like, it's like, it's not like clay. It's got like a clayish look to it. To it, or I guess it's not, I guess that's not it. Maybe it's. I feel like it's like sketch, like sketch drawn. Yeah, yes, that's a better way to put it. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sony and Marvel, Sony's Marvel universe has a lot of work that needs to be done. But there's one thing it gets right, and that is Spider-Man and yeah. Into the Spider-Verse, and that one's doing just fine. Don't touch that one. Yeah, leave it alone. Leave it alone. Um, all right, moving on. Um, Aziz Asari, uh, actor, comedian, creator of Master of Yun- None, Master of None is making his feature-length directorial debut with Lionsgate comedy Good Fortune 
Asari will write the screenplay and star in the film alongside Seth Rogen and Keanu Reeves. Uh, plot details are being kept under wrap. The production has been greenlight and will start principal photography next month in Los Angeles. Um, around the same time, Lion Gate is launching sales at Cannes Film Festivals to see if there's a big, um, uh, maybe another company that can, you know, front the bill on that. But uh, good for him making his directorial debut. I'm here for it. Keanu Reeves is hilarious. Yes. I, what's that? Um, call me maybe the one, the movie the one he did with Ali Wong. He was hilarious in that. Oh yes, yes, yeah. I think that's uh, that was it. Call me maybe. Because he had a pretty big role in that movie. Uh, always be my maybe. That's what it is. Yes. Uh, I I did not watch that movie, but I heard it was funny. It's pretty funny. I've seen it. It's hilarious. Um. And he was hilarious at that. Like he like he just he he's just man, he's just such a good actor. Oh my god. I mean, but also just I mean aside from his blockbuster hits like John Wick and The Matrix, he's also like Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. That's right. Bill and Ted comic you know hilarious um and he's also in another like he also was duke kaboom in toy story 4 which is a very funny character hilarious that's true yeah and one of the redeeming qualities of that movie but we're not gonna go there yeah we'll we're watch. not gonna do it don't. <laughs> nope don't you start <laughs> i'm not start. i'm not starting nothing I'm not starting <laughs> nothing. just saying um but yeah I, i'm i'm happy to see that keanu reeves is maybe taking a break from action and going into a comedy i'm perfectly fine with that obviously seth rogan all over comedies. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy for him to write and direct uh, his first directorial debut. I'll definitely be looking forward to it mm. um, when this when this comes out. Probably maybe next year or something. If they're already doing principal photography in a month, we'll probably get this in like late 2024, if I had to guess. Mm. Um, but yeah, good for him. Um, and lastly, more beloved TV shows, Ernesto, are coming to an end. If you're watching any of these following shows, they gone. They're ending. No more story for you. Uh, Paramount Plus has announced that the upcoming fifth season of Star Trek Discovery will mark the end of the series. The season premiere, which was previously slated for late 2023, has been now moved to 2024. Did you ever watch Star Trek Discovery? No. Yeah, neither have I. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I know a lot of people think it's good. And I think Star Trek is getting a pretty good resurgence right now with uh, Discovery, Lower Decks, Picard is ending right now, and um, New New Brave World, I think that's what it's called. Um, all those shows have been doing great for them, so keep up the good work. And this, I guess, this is uh, ending as well. Not a huge Star Trek fan, but I I respect the the fandom there. Uh, just in case you missed it, I'm sure uh, you're aware of this, Ernesto. After much speculation, creator Jesse Armstrong announced that the current fourth season of HBO Succession uh, will be its last. How yeah. how how are you doing on that show? Are you keeping up with it? Uh, I think I'm one episode behind. This season is great. But it's. I think we went into it knowing that this was going to be the last season. It, w- it was like two weeks before it premiered Yeah. Uh, that we knew it was going to be last. It would be the last season. But it was like a late announcement. Like right before the season started, they were like, hey, this is the last one. It makes sense. It yeah. makes sense. It, the, but it, it, But it's... It's written as the, like the natural progression, like that. That's what needs to happen. That's what happened. Yeah. Uh, the same goes for HBO's Barry is also currently airing its fourth and final season. Um, so again, if you did not know that Barry is also ending with its current season. Uh, HBO also canceled Avenue Five after two seasons. I saw the first season, didn't really care for it, uh, and 
I was not surprised that after its second season, which was in development for a while, it just got canceled. Uh, yeah, it was it was okay. I I pushed through the first season. Yeah. Um, it was all right. Yeah, I, I it, it, it had it. It had it. had its moments. But then mm-hmm. I, I tried to watch the second season, and then once I knew it was canceled, I was like, "Well, oh, now <laughs> I don't even know." Now, now, now I don't care. Now I was like, "No, definitely no point in even trying." Yeah. Um, Netflix announced that You has been renewed for a fifth and final season, premiering in 2024, along with Big Mouth, Nick Kroll's popular adult animated comedy series, has also been renewed for an eighth and final season coming in 2024. Season seven of Big Mouth will premiere sometime this year. I know, Ernesto, you're a big fan of the show. Uh, Of the earlier seasons. I think I dropped off. Oh, really? I dropped off maybe... Maybe season four, season three or four. I'm not. Oh, I, I didn't realize you were that far behind. Oh yeah, I haven't watched it in years. Oh, <laughs> I dro- oh. Like I think it's funny. I don't know. I just it got to be a lot of the same, so it just. Oh wasn't. okay, that it, makes sense. It lost its charm. On, it's lost its charm on me. I was. But also, I mean, eight that's seasons. A, that's a that's, that's a, a good really run. Good, that is a really good run. I mean, Absolutely. Nick Crow is really funny. I think. He's yeah, funny. I loved him in the league. I saw the league. I saw all of the league. Mm. Um, hilarious show. I actually really liked the Nick Kroll show. It's like stupid funny. Yeah. Um, it's like stupid little sketches. But I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah. It's like a it's like a like a rip off of like Chappelle show. It's like different little oh, sketches here and there, but it was fine. Yeah, I mean he he does. I mean that's kind of like his stick, like stupid comedy. I think I think he's also one of the creators of the History of the World Part Two. That's on Hulu right now. He was like one of the main writers for the show. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, Amazon Prime Video is ending a league of their own by renewing the series for a second and final season, which will only consist of just four episodes. Okay. <laughs> which, which I saw the first season of a league of their own, and I thought it was a you know a decent season. You know, I nothing over the moon about it, but I enjoyed what I saw. But then it's like, that's great you're renewing it, but four episodes, what's the point? I mean, not 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 for nothing, but like, what's the point there? Do you think it warrants four more episodes of content? Like, do you is it that is there a story that needs to be wrapped up? I mean, there was a little bit of a cliffhanger for sure, but like, I don't know. I think I would rather just live in that cliffhanger moment instead of like, well, here's four episodes to wrap it up. I don't think it's worth it. I that's just me. Unless you got a lot of story to tell within your four, I don't know how much story you can tell in, in just four episodes to encapsulate a season's worth of storytelling, or unless you don't need that much, unless it's going to be something completely different. Yeah. Like we, it took it took eight episodes to tell that story, so I don't know. Uh, that's a, that's an odd choice to only give it four episodes, but if, if they feel like that's all it needs, then I sure. guess that's all it needs. Um, ABC announced that the Goldbergs will conclude at the end of its current 10th season. The series finale will air Wednesday, May 3rd. 10 seasons. That's a really good run. But they, they lost the main lead. They, like, kicked them off the show. Yeah. that. So, unfortunately, the last few years, they've been... Well, a lot of things have been going on with that show. I think I dropped off around season six, mm. if I'm not mistaken, maybe five or six. And I was, and I was, I've, I've never actually been caught up with the show. I've always been like on Hulu and just like I caught it late, and then I was like binging it, and then I was almost caught up with it, and then I, 
I just fell off. And I think part of it is that these kids are getting old. <laughs> They're they not in high school. And they got to <laughs> grow up, right? And so I don't know where, where they are at this point, but it's like they like the older sister went off to college, but she was coming in every weekend and always on the phone. And, and then I don't know what they were doing, but it just like they got old. Um, and then unfortunately the, the actor who played the grandfather, he passed away. Mm. And so I think they did, they honor him some way in the show. And then, um, the, the, the actor who played the dad, he was doing inappropriate stuff on set and nothing sexual. I think it was just like verbal abuse. Mm on set and he was just being pretty rude throughout and they ended up kicking him off the show and uh and that was it so throughout toward the end it was having a rough a rough time and i guess it makes sense that you know what we'll just also cut it here also it also made sense in a little bit to end it in 10 seasons because they said that uh it was like in 1980 something and eventually, after 10 seasons, you can't say that anymore. If each mm. season was a year, eventually it's going to be the 90s. And uh, I guess we're ending it there. It was uh, it was Jeff Garland. Jeff Garland, yes. Yeah. he tra- And then he trashed them at the comedy show days before departing ABC sitcom. Jesus. According to Variety. Yeah. Not a good look there. HR it's, investigation it's... on his onset behavior. He joked about being in trouble at ABC. Hmm. Um, but I don't. I think I don't know if he left in the ninth season or if it's just this season that he that he was not lo- no longer in the show. But I think given everything that's been happening with production, I feel like it's safe that yeah, we should probably just end it here. Ten's a good run. Yeah. I mean that um, is that is a good run. That's a good, run. and it's good to I mean stop draining it for everything it's worth. Like move true. on. Let's let's move on to a new project. But that's where that's where sitcoms live though they live in like we're gonna they, they want the same thing over and over again i, I feel like the the goldbergs are the last of its long seasons right now uh among other shows that are still going on like for like especially like the ncis series i feel like they've been going on for forever oh what's um, the other one uh, law, law and order, order. <laughs> yeah and now we have the chicago fire chicago med chicago pd uh yeah i'm sure they're on many many seasons of that already if you combine all those storylines together they they can live on cable which they're pretty happy on doing so um i guess but yeah, that's like the... if they if they know they have a core audience that like like maybe the vast they'll know that they'll they'll lose the vast majority of people after like maybe seasons 3 or 4 but like if they just want to keep telling that story and they've got enough mm-hmm. people who are willing to watch, I guess why not? At that point, it's just name recognition. It's like, oh, this is my bread and butter. Like for me, for a while, that was Big Bang Theory. The story wasn't really going anywhere, but I, I've, I've already invested seven seasons worth, and it's still entertaining week to week. So I'm just gonna keep going until they stop it. Yeah, but that that show came out at a different time. That, that That's show, very true. It, it started well. It started the majority of it in. In the time of in the time of when sitcoms were, it was a week to week watch. Like you would go yeah. home and you would come together and you would all watch the sitcom and you know you listen to the laugh track and like and yeah. you, you would it would be like twenty what is each season's like twenty two twenty two twenty two yep. twenty four episodes. Yeah, I it's funny because now in that style like that type of comedy that sitcom comedy it's not they they're not I don't feel like they're gonna go on for that long anymore. No. Like just, you might get, they lose its value. At least the majority yeah. of them. There, there's select few that has stand out the that stand out in the crowd. I feel like right now that standout is Albert. Uh, Al, wow, 
um, Abbott Elementary that's been doing pretty good on cable network. But even even that one, that one doesn't have a lot of like how many episodes per season does that one have? That's a good question. I mean, you're the one that's keeping up with it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, There's six I mean, episodes right now between the two seasons. So how many in the first season? Season one. Oh, actually, no, that's not right. That's including what they had planned. So the first season was eight episodes. I'm seeing the 13 second, on. The second season like is eight, also also eight episodes, or 22. Where are you reading? I'm reading. Oh, I'm got... reading the, I've, I read the wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> I got 13 for season one and 22 for season two. Okay. And, well, actually, we're, did it just end? April 19th at, was was that the finale? It says the last episode was April 19th. Unless they're on a break. They could be on a break. But there's also 22 episodes. That's, that's an indication of... Unless they got one more in the tank, but... 22 and 23 are pretty much that number right there. And it's been renewed for season three. So they're 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 breaking the mold right now. It's like funny. On, in this in this day and age of, of streaming. Um but yeah, I feel like it's gonna be hard for shows to reach that number again. Like ten seasons on, on cable network. Unless you're already an established show. Um uh, speaking of shows I didn't even get close to that, Disney Plus has canceled the Mighty Ducks Game Changers and the Big Shot. After two seasons, as well as most recently, National Treasure: Edge of History. After one season, mm. I'm okay with that. We watched. I'm okay with that. I didn't. We didn't even finish that one. We watched like the first three episodes. We were like semi interested, and we're like, "You want to go back to it?" And we're like, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I told you I finished it, um, and I I said my opinions, and it felt like an ABC show. I told you that, um, and it, and it ended, and I'm okay with that. If these characters want to continue on a National Treasure 3, by all means, go ahead. But they finished their story. It felt, you know, I didn't know where they were really going to go and to sustain, to sustain my interest again. So I think that was a good call to cancel it. Um, Freeform announced uh, that Gronish is... Uh, Freeform announced that Gronish, the Blackish spinoff series, is coming to an end uh, with its upcoming sixth and final season. Uh, so the blackish spinoff, you know, uh, I mean, six seasons is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the final, the, the final season will air in two parts, part one premiering on June 28th. Um, and finally NBC announced that the blacklist will come to an end after its current and final 10th season. Another one that went on way longer than I thought it was going to. Yeah. I dropped off of that. I actually liked that one because I really like James Spader, but I dropped off on that maybe season three two or three okay. somewhere around there yeah i was like okay i'm done and that's another one that just <laughs> there's just too many episodes per season like it's that week to week thing i'm i'm good yeah um uh, but anyway that's all the news we have for you guys this week as always you can go to our instagram page at box office underscore bingers and our facebook page at box office bingers for all the latest and breaking news we'll post everything over there first and then we'll come back to the show and we'll talk about it all right so we lied earlier. We're not going to be doing what you're watching this week. I apologize to David, who is an avid listener, and he really likes what you're watching. David, come back next week. We promise we're not going to cut this, this segment. Uh, but for now, <laughs> we're going to be diving into our foreign film of the month, which is the Indian Telugu 
film Bahubali, The Beginning. Ernesto, your thoughts on the film? Um, so I actually really enjoyed this movie. So I, <clears throat> I enjoyed the last half of this movie. I felt like it was starting to lose me in the beginning. Like there was just, I mean, the movie's over two and a half hours long. Like it just, it was, it was starting to drag a little bit. I mean, we had the, we had the, of course, we had the dance, the the musical number between our mm-hmm. our main lead and the girl who he climbed up the mountain to go to go save that he saw in the sand before he climbed up. But it, yes. it, it the movie had that same kind of like epic feeling, which I which I was here for. I was totally here for it. Um, I also liked it. It it took me a minute to get used to it though. Yeah, I got it. Took me it, a minute to get into it. Yeah, I felt like I, I, I felt like I got on board with RR quicker than I got on board with this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, and and you make a really good point. It did eventually have that epic feeling, but I I, I feel like that because again this movie came out in 2015 and we're going to be review maybe I haven't decided I was about to spoil it <laughs> uh, and with, <laughs> with the <laughs> and with part two also in the in the works as well. Um, that he's already made. I feel like this is like the prelude to what maybe yes. I see. I see like I see stuff from RRR that worked really well in that movie that yeah. he started here. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because I guess some that's of the same st- feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some of the stuff, especially now. All right. What was the weirdest part of the movie for you? I, I just I'm just curious if we're on the same page here. Because there was one part of the movie where I'm like, all right, this is a little weird. <laughs> Are you? Are you, Vine has to do with the final battle scene. Oh really? Oh, that has nothing to do with that one. I'm surprised. Okay. Are we? Are you talking about the stuff in the beginning of the movie? No, I'm actually. Well, depending on what, which, it was a two. It was like two forty. So what? What beginning? Okay. Counts so as the beginning. well, just, the wine was at the end of the movie when he's on that that chariot thing that's got that sauce <laughs> that's just mowing people down. That was. <laughs> <laughs> like what is that? <laughs> it's amazing. That's what it was. <laughs> that was that was pretty intense. <laughs> yes, absolutely it was. Um no, the weirdest part for me was the like the to me anyway, it was this random romance that didn't really go anywhere. Mm. And this this lady it I I understand it. I understand the point of the movie. It just was weird. The scene where he's literally undressing this woman <laughs> To show a different side of her, because it's like, oh no, you're not this person. You're because again, he put the mask over himself and he took it off, so saying like, there's two versions of you. You're mm-hmm. hiding your true self. I get it. This is the person you're meant to be, or this is the other side of you. Sure, this is your warrior side, and this is your side of beauty. I'm assuming that's the the message here. But then within that beauty, they're like, you know what? Let's get it on. And then he like throws her in the waterfall. <laughs> And it was slow motion too. Like yeah. every time, like an article of clothing left, it was like the slow motion reveal. And then he put on her, he put on makeup on her, and I, I felt very awkward watching that scene. It was a little, sec- not- it was sexualized. I mean, they wanted to make her look sexy. That's basically what yes. they did. I but mean, they I, stripped I her down like- to like basically like, uh, like you know, like she wasn't in underwear, but she was in no. like she was. I don't. She she was dressed. It was, yeah, it was, I feel like that that was fine. Yeah. It's just like the way that the whole scene was. And then after that, it was like, okay, now I see this side of you. Let's 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 get busy real quick. Yeah. And then she's like, nah, fuck you. <laughs> Passes him out and then leaves. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, no. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, 
<laughs> like, wait, what? She like because at least, him. <laughs> honestly, I was actually okay with that because I'm like, all right, all right, I'm about to say because this. You're going to make a hard left turn saying that you're going to say, fuck these people. I just devoted my life to this, to this, to these people. And then it's like, no, nah, but I found love. So fuck you guys. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm actually happy she did that. It was like, no, nah, I got some responsibilities I got to do. I'm like, all right, all right. It's, that's a little bit better. He's like, you need me to go save her? He's like, I'll go do it. He goes, I'll, yeah. do, I'll do whatever for you. And then he goes. Oh, and, he just, and then we go into that first battle scene, I guess, which is like the main current. That was the most current battle scene. Because, you know, he fights him, he saves the lady, and then he ends, like, you know, he chops that guy's head off, which was kind of, was yeah. kind of cool, I guess. But what it, do you that, mean, kind of? That was badass. <laughs> 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 but it was that same kind of RRR epic battle fight scene, which was cool. It was cool. Yeah, I mean, the well, over-exaggeration, what... but we, I mean, which obviously we'll get in, we got it later, we see much later on. Um, yes, but then, that was 100%. like, that was like the first third of the movie. And then the yes. rest of the movie, when we go into the back, into the prequel, like, you know, when they, when he's basically telling the story, like, that was the most interesting part of the movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> like, the last two That would have been better movie. as the ending. That, that, that part would have been better as the ending. I mean, I get, I get it. It, it worked, but. The, You're the back, talking the flashback. The, the, the flashback. All, all the flash- like, it should have been reversed. Like, we should have got the flashback oh, first and first, then okay. ended with with how it ended because then we would have got that whole scene and then you end with like that with that big ending that you get at the end yeah i don't know i i mean that that battle sequence at the end of the movie like the, the going against that that guy who was trying to take over their kingdom that was to me that was classic rrr that was to me that was really badass and also just the different ways that they 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 protrude and they showed example of war of two different kings and like their strength is is comparable but their attitude and how they deal with the war or, or just in general how they deal with people and how they deal with leadership was very vastly different I and mean, you saw that yeah um through there and we I and mean, i feel like that's just a classic tale yeah it's just like a classic like the, these two Goliath. brothers who are yeah or the, these 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 two brothers who are basically equal actually you know, if, if you think about it it's kind of similar to thor and loki they're they're, they're sim yeah, exactly. They're similar in certain ways, and they're kind of equally matched. But one is using a different, you know, they both have strength, but they're using different parts of their of their wits to get the job done. And to me, that was very much shown when we were starting the battle. And mm-hmm. we see this guy using the arrows, and then he's like, well, they gave him all the good parts of the army. And then you see him using his smarts, and he gets this cloth, and it just shoots <laughs> Even that was cool. Him. I was like, oh, damn, you slowed him down. Like, that's really going to work. And then when yeah. he shoots that fire arrow, I was like, damn, <laughs> like, oh, shit. That's messed up. That, that badass right there. Yeah, that's badass. That's crazy. <laughs> um, and then even moving, like, going back a little bit from there, you had the him trying to save the woman who was trapped there for 25 years. And he was like, I don't know who this lady is. I'll go save her. I'll save her just for you. Um, and he was infiltrated that even like when he saved the statue, like that, I mean, to me, that was pretty cool as well. Pretty much any, like, let's see if we're going to pretty much up until the point where after pretty much to the point where he decides I'm going to go save that lady that everyone's trying to get to that's trapped in the kingdom. I think that's where the movie got good for me. Everything kind of leading beforehand. So basically maybe what amounts to the first hour of the movie was a little bit hard to get not hard but it was like 
I'm trying to follow along. We're trying to get to the story because the beginning of that definitely does not fit with the end, how the movie ended. I feel like we watched two different halves of a movie there. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Is like the first, the the back end of the movie is like learning about the 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 movie's like the family's history mm-hmm. was way more interesting than the but the lead up. Like, but I guess they wanted to tell us as the they were telling us, like, oh, this is yeah. why, and then everybody sits around and listens to the story that we get to see. Like that that I guess worked for me. But I it just there was just too much of that extra ex, exhibition for me to care about him. In the beginning, if I had known yeah. everything else beforehand, then maybe it would have made more sense if I had well, known we, more about him. We knew that he was a character of significance just based on the fact that there was the, the movie started off with a woman getting stabbed in the back and then she like cuts people and was and we thought anyway, I think that was that wasn't the same woman from that was trapped in the kingdom, right? Who ended up died. I don't know. That has to be some. But she just I don't think that was, she just she held her breath for a really long time and just held that baby and then. As soon as they grabbed him, she was just pointed up, and then she was yeah. gone. And then yeah, That's, like, nobody, right, they could, they, he couldn't have grabbed her <clears throat> hand and tried to save her too. Not important. No, the baby wasn't more important. <laughs> but honestly, that story in a way reminded me of like Hercules, of like a guy who was you know basically was in a foster care and wants to, so to speak, go the distance. <laughs> he wanted to go elsewhere, not in his kingdom, and even a lot of people in his town were uh, impressed by his strength because he was able to carry that, that stone over to the waterfall uh, to help out his mother. I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a scene from Hercules for sure. Like, Oh my God, this guy's strong. Um, And then I guess that mask was the, the drive that needed him to go on top of the mountain. I know that we were physically seeing the, this, this pretty lady slash butterflies guiding him through the top of the mountain. But it seemed like that, I guess that wooden mask was representing what was up there, I guess. Yeah, well, it's like that's the love, that's the drive he needed, the extra boost he needed to reach his goals is his love for this woman. And that's then, how I saw it. Because, I mean, everything, well, I mean, he, everything he, he didn't so over-exaggerated. But, yeah. he, but he still, but it was the it was the thought of finding, it was the, of journeying into the, like, the unknown. The unknown, right. Like, you know? Um, and then he kept fucking with her with the little paintings. <laughs> I know he's like underwater. He's like painting her hand. He's like put a this like really, you know, probably poisonous snake on her. And he's like painting on her shoulder. He's like, oh, I, well, I put this snake on her. She won't know. <laughs> she won't know. Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm tricky. Um, which was again, it, it seems out of place now with where the rest of the movie went. Yeah. It also felt like that love story. Again, we haven't seen the conclusion, but that love story kind of went nowhere after he was like, hey. I love you. I'm willing to do anything for you. You want to get that lady out from the kingdom? I'll do that. And then it became a completely different movie after that. Yeah. But then at the same time, you know, we he learns more about himself, obviously his abilities. Um, and then we, I don't, I think he later found out that was his mother. I honestly don't know if he knew that or not. I don't know. I just like how, like in this movie and in RRR, like he, this guy just loves Indian superheroes. Yeah. He gets these <laughs> super jacked. Indian guys to, to play. These guys, it's like Jesus. These guys like they're they're like Indian Superman. Like literally both of them. Him and him and him and the him and his brother. Like <laughs> Ernesto, he he ripped a piece of bark off the tree and used it as a slide to get down the mountain. Yeah. I don't know if you remember Indiana Jones too, but they 
they they jumped out of a plane using a life raft and they went down a snowy mountain. That's all I can think about in that scene. It's like that's Indy. He stole it from Indiana Jones. He had to him. Should just put a hat on him. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we you know we get we get to learn about the the slave warrior that's in there. Um, which was a, a very interesting side story mm. um, of like he was like he feels that he, he has, he's he's what's the word he feels that he can't leave so he's a slave but he's loyal to the kingdom so he oh, can't yeah. leave um, but, but yeah uh, uh, cap cap capita I think that's yeah katapa k a t t a p p a there you go um, yeah they they brought him out. And uh, and I think he had an interesting story, you know. I like, I like I, this I, character, especially how it ended when we find out uh, again at the very end of the movie, which was basically the cliffhanger of the movie that he killed Bahu Bali in, in in the flashback. So I think we're going to be learning a lot more because now I'm curious about why. Yeah, I think that's the whole thing. Why why did he do that? Which I guess uh, which I guess answers the question because as soon as I saw him do that, and then they cut to the <laughs> they cut to that, I was like, well. Now I have to watch the other one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's like it's not even a, that's a that's a no brainer. Like we obviously yeah. are now invested for the other one. Absolutely, and it was it was a it was a good movie. It absolutely was. I mean that. Yes. I mean, let's talk about that that fight scene at the end. I actually really what I really enjoyed was like they they spent time and they literally told us their war strategy and it was like I thought that was just so intriguing yes. to listen to them strategize and figure out how they were going to defeat this overwhelming army. Um, what's, I, I wrote a note the on Trident there. strategy? It, yes. What did I write down? I said, they, I said, I like the little model. It got, it got very, and to your point, it was very organized and they got little pieces for any kind of plan. I just, I just imagined them going like into a little toy box and putting them in place. And like the way that they were doing that, I think that was a well orchestrated, like it feels like, it feels like in a heist movie. Where they kind of go over the entire yes. plan, yeah, exactly. and like in some sort of creative way, this was their way to visually show us what they were going through, and it was a good representation when we actually got to the fight because I was able to understand their, like you said, their war strategy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, was a really good scene. It was great. I mean, and even and then we get into the war. I mean, we talked about it already. Like it was funny because when he threw that first cannon and it just kind of landed there, I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, did he? I was like, "He missed." It's like <laughs> nobody said anything. It's like it's like all right. I guess you know your distance now, but then when <laughs> yeah. <he> came, like, <laughs> but then when that came back at the end, when you picked it up and then he used it to break through their thing, I was like, okay, I he, see he you. knew what he was doing. I see you, Bahu Bali, Indian Bahu Superman. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, to me, like just just showing the the different types of you know how one leader was treating the war and the other one, especially oh, yeah. in the scene. You know, I think you're about to talk about the scene where they grab like hostages and like the townspeople and we see him just mowing them down. He's like, I have a goal. You have the the evil brother um, basically mowing down those people. He's like, I'm trying to get to the I'm trying to get to the enemy. So you guys are just in my way. And then the other ones uh, and the other leader with Bahubali, he had his people throw those like um, those little those ropes mm-hmm. that kind of. It kind of captured the enemy's legs, yeah. which then brought down the townspeople, and then they were able to shoot the uh, like shoot them with arrows down there, and uh, you know again saving them while also going to the enemy, showing that there are two ways of doing this to kind of eventually go in the same way. Like there was another way of also of doing both, saving people 
and also getting to your target. What a bitch move. Like, his brother was literally going to do what his, what his mom wanted. He was going to probably chop his limbs off and just let him suffer. And mm-hmm. his brother throws that, I don't even know, what is it called? The mace, whatever that fucking thing is called. Yeah. And it has the ball on it, and it, like, throws the chain. And he just takes mm-hmm. him out. He's like, oh, my son wins. I was like, oh. Yeah. And, like, everybody was like, uh, uh, oh. <laughs> Oh, he's a king now. And, you know, his mom came in and thankfully honored well, that who really deserved to be king. I don't think that was his mother. I think that was his aunt. I think his mother died in childbirth. Oh, yeah. I think, oh, yes. I think yeah. you're right. I think or or, yeah, or yeah. Some, some sort of friend or something because she was acting as like a, uh, not a surrogate, but like a, a temporary leader until mm. one of the boys or the men were age enough to. And then all then went to the competition of like whoever kills the whoever kills the enemy the the leader will become king and they took it i mean the the evil son or the evil brother was like i'm gonna take that literal and it was like nah man you did everything wrong out there yeah you killed him but like you, you you done fucked up uh that when he picked up the lion gauntlet oh oh i to me i like i got excited when he's like literally picks it up and uses as as a as a punching uh, as like a glove, I was like, holy shit, that's badass! And he has a sword too or a shield, I don't remember, but or when that like, guy or when that guy was gonna kill that kid and he saves a kid and then takes that spear and then drives him into a tree. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that whole fight that was a honestly a great way to end the movie. Great right, fight that, choreography. That took up, Great, absolutely beautiful cinematography. Well shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, very similar to what we saw in RRR. Like, it was it was surprisingly really good, and it had me. It, I mean, the there's you know the first half is a little slow, but I think it's yeah. worth it's worth the, the it's worth the payoff. Like, it's worth to it. get to exactly. It's worth the watch, and, definitely. And and also with leading me even before the flashback, that fight scene that they had that was really dark and it was raining and. Like he he was going toe to toe everybody and I, like I when he was literally like again going a different way about it he literally jumped up in the air grabbed the sword before he was able to and then chopped off the head of the other guy mm. and then the head was was running it was headless for a while before it dropped down uh, but yeah and then obviously we realized at the at the end or not the end but we realized that he is the descendant of Bahubali our our Indian Superman so to speak when we get back to present day. And then again, the movie took takes, you know, the, the second two thirds of the movie was 50 years in the past. So I, now I'm curious to see like how many, are we going to be flashing back and forth between in the next movie? Like, are we mm. going to see a lot of flashbacks? Is it primarily going to be flashbacks? Um, I'm assuming that the goal of this movie is the, the next generation of Bahubali, I guess his son um, is going to reclaim the kingdom, I guess at that point. Uh, I, yeah, I, I I could I could see that, and I, I think there is going to be a lot because then we have to understand why he stabbed him in the back, and I feel like right. the, a lot of the movie is going to be explaining. There's probably going to be a lot of flashback explaining that, like maybe yes. his early days as king, you know, and then all maybe we'll get more back and we're either going to get all of the new stuff leading up to the very finale, like the same mm-hmm. story structure, like maybe we'll get. A lot of current day up to the point, like maybe right before the, like the the epic finale, and then yeah. we'll we'll get the back we'll get the full backstory of why he stabbed him in the back, and then yeah. we can end with the finale of the of the current story. That's what right. that seems like the logical way it should end. I mean, yeah, we, I feel we'll get some variation of that. 
I feel like the movie will end with a the modern day big f- fight scene that will have will eventually have Balu Bali come out on top and reclaim the kingdom, which he was rightfully, you know, I guess at a very young age when he was a baby. I'm assuming maybe we might get some context of why she was on the run in the first place with the with the young Bahu Bali. Maybe they were trying to, you know, kill him when he was a child mm. because he was the son of and we realized that maybe what 25 or 30 years had passed since since then mm-hmm. so obviously he's bahubali before he died had a had a child and we see you know someone carrying that baby on the run then you know lifting you know making sure that he lived under over water and was the true descendant to the throne basically before maybe he got stabbed in the back and then his brother took over or his brother's son took over and now here we are so um yeah there's a lot of interesting stuff there that i'm very looking forward to uh, to watching in in the in the conclusion. So again, as Ernesto teased, we will be at some point next month reviewing Bahubali the conclusion because this one was pretty good. Yeah. Um. But final thoughts, Ernesto. A uh, great movie. I can't wait to see what the finale is like. Um. Without even looking at it, I'm sure it's going to be somewhere over two and a half hours. So. Yeah. There'll be some music videos. There'll be some epic fight scenes. <laughs> you know. I. The music didn't hit as hard as as RRR though, but it was fine. No, it's, it's the roots of RRR, so I'm here for there it. There you go. It's the roots. Um, the see, the conclusion is two hours and forty seven minutes. That's even with, longer than the first one. With the the beginning being uh two hours and thirty nine minutes, so an extra eight minutes added mm. on to that. Is that right? I think that math is right. Better be another um, fight scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I agree that it was a little bit of a slow start there. Um, it could have been flushed out a little bit better in the beginning, but once we got there, it was really good. And definitely the flashback was definitely the best part of the movie. And like you said, again, it was worth getting to that journey, like getting that prelude prelude to get to where we are and get to that flashback, um, was definitely worth the, the journey there. And I'm, I'm curious if the stuff we see in the beginning has any next step because after the beginning, we kind of abandoned that storyline for the sake of the flashback. So I wonder like when we go back to modern day, how much of that, those roots, the, you know, the, his adopted family, his love interest. Now the other tribes that are with him, like how is that all going to connect together? So I'm I'm pretty interested. I'm looking forward to it. I, I think this was a good movie. And again, this is the prelude to RRR. So he definitely made an epic. And I'm expecting, I don't know about you, Ernesto, but I'm expecting the sequel to be even bigger. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That, that eight yeah. extra eight minutes had better be another epic fight scene. <laughs> and you can fit a lot in eight minutes for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, but there you go. That's our spoiler review of the week and our foreign film of the month. Uh, Bahubali the beginning as we just teased we will be reviewing Bahubali the conclusion at some point in the month of May we don't know exactly when yet but we will review it as as part of our foreign film of the month and uh, there you go this was fun this was fun reviewing uh, like going down the director's line of work like we've had done for many other movies in the past Uh, but definitely finding I mean I feel like it took a while but also finding a director that sparks our interest so much that we're like we want to see what other stuff he's done yeah um so I think that's always again always the joy of doing this segment um because we can find movies like this and be really good and I think on the docket he's doing the sequel to RRR so 
he, he can do whatever he wants at this point. <laughs> and, and, I, and I feel like I'm here for it. Um, Ernesto, tell all the listeners what they can look forward to next week. Well, next week we're doing we are closing a chapter with mm. Mr. James Gunn. We are we will be reviewing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I'm really excited to see how James Gunn leaves the MCU and enters the world of DC. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, Ernesto, this movie I'm overhyping it. Yeah, I have it, really it's... high expectations. I, I feel like this movie has been overhyped for me just based on everything that I've seen and the trailers are really good. Like it looks it looks like to be a really emotional movie and I am really really looking forward to this. I will be I really hope it's good because I feel like if it fails it's going to fail hard for me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, but I'm looking forward to this one. Definitely high high on list of anticipated movies this summer. And we're also kicking off the summer with this movie. So, strap in, ladies and gentlemen. We're in the summer movie blockbuster season. Although, I feel like Mario kind of already kicked it off. Like, as That's like a, fair. It's like a pre... It's like a, it's like a, pre, it's like a, a preamble of to, the, of to the summer. That's fair. And we also got the spring season with all the movies that we reviewed there, too. There was a... I mean, 2023 has been pretty good so far. Coming in strong. It's coming in strong. Let's see if they can continue that streak with the summer movie blockbuster season. But as always, if you want more from us, you can find us on our social media channels on Instagram at box office underscore bingers and our Facebook and TikTok page at box office bingers and our Twitter page at box office binger without the S. Thank you again for each. Thank you guys each and every week for coming to listening to us. Just talk about movies. Really do appreciate it. Um, come back next week for more movie fun. You won't regret it. And for that, I've been your host, Matt Diaz. Ben Ernesto Santos. See ya.